Fort Worth's newest gym, Panther City Strength, co-owners Greg Wong and Robert Livingston are here. This is Chalk My Back. It is customary to sing our, our theme song. Robert, are you... Uh, I know it. I know. Do you all remember the synchronized snapping? Uh, yeah, for uh, West Side Story. We did it. We did it. Hey, everybody. How you doing? What's, what's going on, everybody? Greg and Robert are in the house today. Panther City Strength. Everybody give it up for Greg and Robert. Everybody put it in the closet. Thank you. Thank you. We, we please, yeah, please expect uh, the utmost respect from Chalk My Back. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. This is Chalk My Back. Three buddies talk about fitness and stuff. Uh, today, co-owners of Panther City Strength, the newest and hottest gym to be opening up in fort worth texas uh greg and robert are here or robert and greg i don't want to slight anybody on uh on the recording but um panther city strength seems to be uh all in the buzz i'm seeing it on my social media popping up you know all the all the marketing and promotion y'all are doing has been hitting it so we're we're taking over you are grand opening is when we are if if we're allowed to, it's January one. Oh, New Year's to. Day. Who would yeah. stop January you? January one? Yeah. Well, uh, the the city is one of the people that could stop us. Okay. Because um, okay. we are working on getting our CO right now. Um, but you know, it, it's the times with COVID and and material shortages and everything yeah. else that has been uh, an extra challenge. Uh, would love to hear we'll about. Call that. it that. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. And we're going to dive into, you know, why you decided to open a gym, what inspired you, what the process of going through it in this day and age is like with all the current restrictions and, and limitations. We'd love to hear about that and just kind of, you know, pick your pick your all's brain a little bit and see what the competitive advantage that Panther City Strength is bringing to the game. Um, but before we dive into any of that, can you please bless us with each of your elevator pitches? Who are you? How do you know each other? Why should people care? Oh, no. Well, yeah. uh, my name is Greg Wong. I'm referred to as Wong. I'm as Chinese as a gas station egg roll. I like to point my, that out. My I was favorite. adopted. Um, <clears throat> so um, I'm a pretty white guy for a Wong last name. Uh, but there's, a little, there's a little humor for you. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I got into the strength game, if you want to call it that, uh, about six, seven years ago, uh, I was really fat and I did this thing called CrossFit and I hated it. Uh, but I really liked all the barbell stuff. So, uh, my mom was like, you should do this strongman stuff. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but okay. And, <laughs> um, so I signed up for a competition without even knowing anything about it. Cause that's the person I am. And uh, I, I went somewhere and I got some coaching and I learned how to do it and I fell in love with it. And uh, then I met Robert, who I'm pretty certain we haven't taken our 23andMe test yet, but I'm pretty certain we're related because we look way. exactly the same. Um, <clears throat> and I always like to make the joke that he's my uh, uglier older brother. So, <laughs> so, uh, so we we've been together, uh, hanging out, friends uh, since Arlington Strength. Um, I don't know. That was like four or five years ago that we met. Um, hit it off pretty well, and 
you know, unfortunately, our Olympic strength closed uh, because of COVID, um, some various other reasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, we we got drunk one day, um, as all good stories should start with. Um, and we were drinking our sorrows away, and uh, we were like, we're just going to open our own gym. And so, like, fast forward, you know, however many months it is, it was probably what a year ago or so, Livingston. Yeah, probably Robert, about, about a probably about a year ago. Years. Yeah, yeah, about a year ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, fast forward today and here we are. Um, so, uh, that's not much of an elevator pitch. That's more of a historical analysis of the situation. I love it. I'm sure, I love I'm it. sure it'll be written down in a, in a history book one day. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're taking notes. Good. Okay. Uh, so, so the, the goal, we're talking about like what the gym is, right? Like the, why you should go or what it was yeah, sure. with it, right? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, so. Panther City Strength uh, is called Panther City because it's in Fort Worth, Fort Worth Panther City. We we wanted to open a facility that does focus on powerlifting and strongman, specifically has all the best equipment, uh, gives people a great atmosphere to train, not only physically, but uh, from a community standpoint as well, too. Uh, we have air conditioning, which is really important here in Texas. If you've oh, been hallelujah. here in July, uh, it's really hot here. And I don't really believe that heat stroke is hardcore. That's, uh, not that's hardcore. just me. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. HVAC, that's not hardcore. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's cool. <laughs> if, if, if you are listening to this and you think that uh, training in 115 degrees is hardcore, yes. yeah. <laughs> was yeah. it the H and HVAC stands for hardcore? The other letters, I, for, I forget, but that's what yeah, that is. That's okay. Yeah. They don't matter. Yeah. So that's it, what it is. It's hardcore ventilation. That's what we have. Nice. So you uh, both you both trained at Arlington Strength. Uh, shout out Danny Rivera. You both you both trained there together. Yeah. So we were both coaches. Oh, okay. So, uh, I was probably there about three years before Wong got there. So I'd already been kind of been there, and then he. Oh wow. And he showed up a little bit later on, and we pretty much hit it off pretty much instantly. Mostly because we noticed yeah. we're both bald white guys with beards. Yeah. And so uh, we have had, we that. had a lot in common <laughs> from there. So it turns out we had similar pets yeah. and similar stories, and so we just you know we we we've been uh, you know attached at the gym hip ever since. Yeah, yeah, shout out to all the bald kings out there, Robert. What brought you into fitness? What is your kind of like? I know Greg fell in love with with strong men. I I do. Spoiler alert. I, I do follow both of you. So Robert, I know you are big in powerlifting, competing USPA. I don't want to tell your story for you, but kind of what, what's your fitness journey? Well, I mean, I started somewhere about in college. I decided to start just lifting weights, you know, a whole bunch of bro sets and stuff like that. It was just a way to avoid doing homework and killing time, you know, and let's, <laughs> let's be real. You know, you go to TCU, you want to, you want to pick up girls. I was not very good at that, even lifting at the gym. So uh, anyways, <laughs> I, uh, I continue to lift, um, <laughs> I started. Uh, I started doing uh, CrossFit a few years later. I, I was uh, kind of in a rough relationship at the time, uh, kind of, and so it kind of. I, I and I just needed. I needed an outlet, and uh, just bro lifting. Kind of, you know. I didn't feel like I had any real goals or anything like that doing those type that type of training. So I got into CrossFit because it seemed like it was goal based. It made more sense to me. Uh, after a while, I, you know, I, I did it for about two years, but I got kind of tar- tired of some of the, I don't know, I, I, I like simplified stuff and somebody told me I was really strong. So I decided, well, I don't like Olympic lifting. So I guess I'll, let me try this powerlifting thing. 
And uh, I had somebody at the gym, at the CrossFit gym at the time, used to be a power lifter. So he kind of taught me the ropes a little bit. And, uh, you know, and he actually still sticks around. He's come to, he came to our fundraiser back in July and stuff like that. So he's still, he's still in my circle basically. But, and then from there, I did my first competition in 2013, probably somewhere around there. Oh, really? That was, was that USPA? Uh, no, it was in a federation that shall not be named. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> it nice. starts with an N. Yeah, it starts with an N. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, okay. Damn. We got it. We got it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, they go, do they go to space, too? Yes, they go to space, too. <laughs> yeah. They, they would yeah. like to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. shout, shout out to the strict curl kings on the on this uh, podcast. Hey, you know what? Hey, we got <laughs> to make sure we cover all demographics. We can't be picky with a niche sport like Carl's thing. Yeah. We got we to go to all different corners, man. Yeah, so, you know, so I just, uh, so from there, I just kind of progressed. I did a USPA meet about uh, about two years late, about uh, by about a year and a half later, uh, and then I fell in. You know, I, then it was just a completely different atmosphere. I started getting more involved about a year after that. I actually became a judge. I recently got my. I was the young, longest running state judge in the USPA in Texas at, at, until recently. So I finally got my. Uh, finally became a national judge and judged my first. Uh, meet as a national judge in Houston a couple of weeks ago. So I, I, I wanted to be more involved and, uh, cool. and so, you know, and it's like Wong said, it's like, so you guys both, we well, mentioned that this kind of started out as, uh, as a, a discussion as you were inebriated, the thought of opening a gym, even though I'm sure that that's true. hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, what, I mean, it, it had to have came from a, a place of, of, uh, like previous thoughts, and I know you both trained at Arlington Strength, and that gym had a, a huge community aspect. And then, you know, when that whole migration happened, where people had to find their own individual spots, you you all still seem to, you all being Arlington Strength alumni, still seem to found each other. Um, did, do you think this came from a desire of uh, wanting to get that group back together, or what? What's the what's the story there? Absolutely. Oh yeah, this is totally this is totally our uh, reunion tour. Uh, absolutely, like we're getting a band back together as much as we can. We actually have the first uh, Arlington Strength reunion party coming up next week. Like no joke. Uh, so that's that's how tight knit of a community it was. Um, you know, it does stem from from the desire for community because the the thing that ASC ASC was a wonderful facility had a great equipment, um, but it was the people that made it so special um, and just such a wonderful environment to be in. And like, if we can capture a piece of that, and, you know, it'll it'll form its own thing. But we we really very much want to model what we did have at ASC. Uh, and Danny built such a great community there and, you know, kind of taught us the way to do that uh, as we were you know, sort of underneath him as his uh, apprentices almost. And so we're very much looking forward to and we've already have created somewhat of a, a small community. We've already hosted our first event, uh, which was super successful. Uh, and we're just so much looking forward to getting back to that, that place that like when you get off of work, you're like, I get to go train, you know, I get to go hang out with these people. These are, these are friends. I get to go suffer with them a little bit, not in the heat <laughs> with, with us, but uh, you know, they, we get to enjoy each other's company a little bit more. And 
talk shit and all that kind of stuff. Are we allowed to swear? I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, you for are. Sure. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll make yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, well, hold on a second, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So the community aspect is what you want to is what you are are cultivating currently. What you've already uh, established that you're going to be bringing in. Um, you mentioned before we had started. You both mentioned before we started officially recording that you had put in some orders for equipment. And so I know that being that you both come from different, you know, niche strength sports individually, you must have different uh, ideas about what equipment is necessary. So can you give us kind of a sneak peek about what kind of equipment we could expect to see at Panther City Strength? Yeah. Uh, you want to take this one? Let me see. You want me to take it? I, I could take it. I mean, so, uh, I mean, long you know, we, we, we had to come into kind of like, you know, look at the space and, uh, you know, try to appeal to strongman and powerlifters as much as possible. But we also have to consider, you know, if we're looking for the community aspect of it, try to, that the things that can draw in as many people as possible. So, uh, but, so I would say that we have a lot of the powerlifting equipment is probably what we put a lot of our focus in, in terms of that equipment. But a lot of that stuff, other than some of the uh, more complicated movements and strongman, uh, a lot of them they're going to use that equipment as well. So that's what we stuck with. But we, you know, we we invested some time in getting some deadlift platforms, and you know, uh, I can't remember if we got wagon wheels or not, but things of that nature, you know, an Olympic platform, mm-hmm. uh, you know, jerk blocks, things of that nature. So uh, we, you know, we tried to we try to find some equipment that there could be some overlap with and uh, that could be applicable to um, both and, cl- and plus with any general population people that may want to come in. So, you know, your typical, you know, safety squat bars, we, you know, we got, we got deadlift bars, we got a, uh, you know, squat bar and uh, typical power bars. We got Olympic weightlifting bars. So, um, and then we'll have uh, some of your typical, um, you know, accessories like your leg presses and things of that nature, belt squats, lat pull downs. Yeah. So, so to kind of cap on that, like from a, from a strongman perspective, uh, we are going to have the standard equipment, um, that you would have, you know, logs, axle, elevated deadlift platforms, you know, so you can do all sorts of different types of movement, but, but the goal for the facility was to build something that anybody could come in and train. So, you know, we hope to bring in people that have never done strongman or powerlifting, and they're going to see some of this stuff and be like, I want to try that. I want to do this because we learned at ASC, we could bring in some gen pop people that were just interested in training and, and just by, by product of them being there, they would turn into athletes with us. They would want to participate. I mean, that is literally how I got into it. Someone, my mm-hmm. mom suggested it to me and I was like, okay. Um, and so I wanted, you know, we wanted to create an environment that that could occur in, you know, as far as the equipment that we're going to bring though, you know, we know that the community demands certain things out of us. Um, so we have calibrated plates. Um, we don't have two and a half. We should have them when we open because we couldn't <laughs> get any thanks to COVID. Um, yeah. so you know, if you got to throw a five pound plate on there, I'm sorry. Um, but we'll try to, we'll, we'll make sure we have them. Uh, <clears throat> we have, we have about two sets of calibrated plates. Um, we have a various array of really, really solid power bars. Uh, you know, either Texas power bars. I think we have an Ohio in there as well, too. I much prefer the Texas, uh, power bar. 
we have several other, you know, specialty bars as well. I do have the Kabuki. Uh, I think I'm saying that right. I never know if I'm actually saying it right. The, uh, uh, the trap bar and their uh, safety squat bar, the transformer oh, bar as oh, well nice. too. I'm super, nice. super excited about those. I really, really love that uh, transformer bar with the goblet squat setting uh, for for a number of different reasons, uh, but a lot of gen pop benefits from it as well too. Heavy kettlebells. Uh, you know, I tried to look at the equipment list and say like, what do people need to train with that is very functional across multiple avenues? You can do a ton with a sled. Turf was a no brainer. Like we have a, a, about 55 feet of turf, seven and a half feet wide. It's not a huge run, um, but it's quite a bit. We have a huge outside space too that we can utilize in the future. We won't right away. Um, you know, farmers handles. Uh, I mean, it just, just the generic stuff that you need to run a, a strong man in powerlifting gym. Um, we're really excited though about some future developments with some equipment that we're working on that's really just never been seen before. Um, oh, wow. truthfully what? in a facility. Yeah. Like I'm going to tease the, the shit out of it. Um, it's yeah. super cool. You've probably never seen it. It's what some professional athletes use. I'm really hope I can't make a guarantee that we're going to get it because of some of the costs involved, but it's, it's absolutely where I want to take the facility. Another thing yeah. I wanted to point out with equipment is I believe in cardio for Wait. strength athletes. What? You I'm know, sorry. We crossed the line at cardio. I, yeah. I know <laughs> that I'm probably going to hurt your feelings, but believe it or not, if you train your heart, you can survive and live a much better life and uh, you'll be better at powerlifting. I promise. I know that's radical. Yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of a that's kind of a crazy idea, Greg. We don't right. we don't we yeah. don't generally tell people to come on here and speak about religion, but this will we'll, get we'll it. it'll, it'll get it edited out. No, okay. sorry, that's my. Fault. <laughs> he, already, <laughs> he already knows, dude. He knows. The, so okay. so believe it or not, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow you away real quick. You can do more than five reps. I promise. Oh, no, it doesn't go that high. You can it literally yeah. it that, restarts that, at one. Yeah, the odometer okay. doesn't let you. Yeah. So, uh, so we have a skierg. Um, that's the one I'm excited about. Everybody looks at it and they're like, I don't know how to use this. I'll teach you for free. Um, it, it'll, it'll build your butt real well. It'll do all sorts of cool stuff for your back. It's a lot of fun to use too. If you know, it's, it's a great upper body cardiovascular workout if you need it to be just upper body. So, um, it's adjustable if you do have like a lower limb injury. Um, we have a biker. Uh, which also is something I'm super nerdy about as well, too, from a, from a recovery standpoint, because it's so, so adjustable. Um, mm -hmm. It's basically the same uh, concept to rower uh, erg function with the, the fan and the magnetic resistance in a bike. Uh, we have a fan bike, the Rogue Echo. Um, we are working on a really, really cool elliptical. I know that sounds more gen pop, but this one's just, it's going to blow your mind. It's all magnetic resistance. Super cool. Uh, yeah. Super cool piece. That's, that's really about it. You know, I don't want, I didn't want a treadmill because treadmills break. Treadmills are boring. Um, I wanted to get cardio stuff that from a, from a strongman perspective that I could do uh, lactic conditioning with um, for my athletes uh, so they can survive for 60 seconds or longer in strongman events. Uh, you know, and we put that, we set the facility up in a way that that equipment is close enough to the turf, is close enough to everything else. So it just flows really well. So if you're doing circuit type work, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, I I think it's important for a gym to have some like gateway drug exercises. I mean, by that okay. meaning like some like 
low barrier to entry type stuff that you could, that somebody would be more willing to to try. Whereas like, hey, there's this gym opening up. Oh, do they have cardio equipment? Sure, all right. And then when they get there, and they may be teased by some of the other more uh, sport specific type work. You know, maybe the community yep. aspect gets them in as well. So yeah, I think it. Well, uh, no one's going to chastise you for having cardio equipment. I feel like that makes it more of a of a rounded gym where you're not just spending you know, 50 K on calibrated plates and then, and then yeah. what, you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I, like, I just, I can't strongly suggest enough for anybody listening to this. Uh, like if you just train with weights, try taking a walk, yeah, try, <laughs> you know, try, but, yeah. just try it doesn't have to be anything <laughs> crazy. Try taking a walk. Well, yeah, you know, that just, that goes to say what kind of where we're at in the current day and age that, that that's that you have to encourage people to take a walk. <laughs> yeah but, you know just just it's wild throw a book on you know listen to a podcast i don't know throw Joe Rogan on whatever whatever freaking rocks your boat just take a fucking walk in the sunshine and you'll feel better the next day if you don't i'll give you your money back i promise oh there you go you know what's crazy is you you both were talking about this gym about a year ago and then you're going to be opening you know all things considered by january that seems like a relatively short amount of time um how how difficult was that whole process of idea to brick and mortar? We got equipment, we're ready to go. I I, I hmm. think the uh, the idea was really easy because when well like we said when we got really drunk and we we were decided to start talking about opening Uh-oh. a gym, it was it's it's mind blowing that he and I could read each other's minds and knew exactly what we wanted. Yes, we knew exactly what our goals were. We knew we wanted that community aspect was number one for us because that's what we missed at Arlington Strength. Uh, and uh, you know, and he and I already had some equipment in our own homes. He, if I recall, Greg had told me. I've already started kind of buying up some stuff and looking into it. So, you know, we just, so it was the, the, the planning part was having the goal in goal in mind was done before it, you know, we even started really having a conversation because like I said, we're pretty sure we're related. We're not sure if maybe one of us accidentally fell out of a multiverse somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> and ended up in the same place but you know but however it happened we we were just on the same wavelength we knew what we wanted we knew what we wanted out of a facility and uh so that part was really easy uh and i would say even acquiring equipment and everything's not been terrible because just we had the idea so early that we slowly just started buying what we could off you know uh, you know, with our own money and everything and just kind of storing it until we were ready. I mean, my garage is full mm-hmm. of stuff right now. Uh, I got a squat bar just yeah. sitting in my uh, living room on the, in the floor, just because I had nowhere else to, it, it's too damn tall for my it's garage. A, it's a conversation. Yeah, exactly. It's modern art. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he goes out, he pets you know, it every uh, night. <laughs> <laughs> it, so like to speak to like equipment right now, like COVID and, and the beating that we're taking after it has just, it's really thrown a wrench in things, you know, when you thought you could get stuff off of uh, um, Amazon and it would be delivered immediately. Like that's just not the case anymore. And especially with, with training equipment, because it just it, plates were like toilet paper 
um, and, and people just went nuts and they started to hoard them. And where, where we have benefited is I was like, I think this is going to be a fad real quick. And we waited a little bit and we started to get stuff a lot cheaper. Mm -hmm. Um, because if you'll recall about a year ago or so plates two, two to $3 a pound, yeah. and that's significantly come down, uh, in price. And we were, we, we would buy when it would make sense. Um, and we would try to buy the, the best stuff that we could, uh, that was on, you know, we would use marketplace a lot of times, but I was after specific stuff because I, I just hate the look of like a thousand different types of plates. So oh, I was yeah, you know, no, shooting no. for the standard barbell stuff. I got some deep dish stuff that was pretty cheap. I found some old, like really cool looking body solid plates. Um, so, you know, we tried to buy stuff that like people could identify with that they'd seen in other gyms before. Um, but then I bought some like really weird stuff too. Like I got a bunch of uh, slag steel, like, like junk steel plates for super cheap off of a guy. And I'm going to use them for strongman stuff because they don't make sense on uh, for the powerlifting side of things because they're they're not standardized plates, but uh, they're just heavy weights. And for strong man, I mean, we're, we're knuckleheads. That's all you need, really. Um, so he can throw these on a yoke and go yeah, crazy with it. We know, yeah, they're just they're just you know heavy heavy pieces of metal and disc shape. Uh, so uh, it's been a it's been a struggle, you know. I, I identify with that because I'm in a manufacturing role uh, currently um, <clears throat> with my full time job, you know. And, and we wanted it was very important for us to buy local uh, and try to spend as much money as we could uh, with our local community. So that's why we went to West at Texas Strength Systems um, for our combo racks, and then we actually bought uh, our cages from him as well too. A few other pieces. Um, are coming from him as well. Uh, we did end up with a, a Texas Strength Systems belt squat, which I'm super proud of. I'm really excited to have because uh, it's a cable belt squat. It feels great to use. Uh, so, you know, we wanted to spend that money oh, wow. locally, but that also comes with some costs too because we have to wait for it uh, because Wes is unfortunately experiencing the same thing that everybody else is, but but Texas Strength Systems is a small business, but I, I choose to spend mm -hmm. that money that way. If that means we have to wait, uh, that's okay, you know, because that's what I want to do. That's what I think is best for the community. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Well, Keep money. Such a I mean, cool guy. Yeah, he's a he's a sweetie pie, man. He's awesome. Yeah, honestly, he's, he he's working as hard as he can to like, you know, he was telling us how backed up he was because of all of this, and you know, he was like, dude, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 he I ended mean, up working with it, uh, starting strength to kind of accommodate and supplement for some of the uh, the, the I mean just to make i mean income honestly that's what he, it's a business you gotta you gotta make money i mean he he does say that he's he's a little picky about what he does on a on a customizing level but mm -hmm. you know that that starting strength contract kind of kind of helped him out uh so that's awesome i, I know that he makes great equipment too so uh at, at that right. point you think it's going to arrive before before january all that stuff yeah, I mean, you know, it was slated for early uh, December, so I'm sure that we'll have it by January, you know, but not having the equipment in stock right now does limit us to what kind of setup that we can finish. But that's not a complaint. Like, mm -hmm. Wes, if you're listening to this, I'm not complaining. Um, we're super excited to have <laughs> your, your name. Yeah, yeah, you just better hurry up. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, we're excited to have his, we're, we're just excited that you stop listening to this and go weld my racks. Uh, we're excited to have stuff with his name on it. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah. it, 
the, the vibe of the gym is very much Texas. Like we have one thing that we're really excited about is, is having local artists paint our walls. And we've already had that. Oh, yeah. um, a great friend of ours is painting uh, a giant, uh, it, it's big enough. I wouldn't say giant uh, Texas on one of the walls with a yellow rose behind it. Um, so, you know, just that. to have Texas strength on stuff like that's super cool. So, you know, yeah. everybody shop local. It's about to be Black Friday. Don't don't buy Rogue. Buy from Wes at Texas Strength. True. Oh, man. I love that. Yeah, I like that. I like that for sure. I wanted to ask, uh, in, in terms of, I know that anecdotally from people we've spoken to, uh, a, a good source of income for, for gyms is to uh, host meets, allow for meet directors to come and use a facility. Uh, you know, you just basically put up your infrastructure <laughs> your uh, existing facility uh and you know there's some sort of revenue that comes from that but are you considering uh opening up in the near future uh panther city strength for meets both strongman powerlifting and of all different types of federations <laughs> yeah, well um we can have the federation conversation later uh <laughs> you know the, the USAPL is just, they're just like, that's just such a wild organization. That's the wild yeah. west of powerlifting right now for y'all. Yeah. So, you may even uh, have powerlifting yeah. America in the mix too. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, I'm hoping to host an at one day because come on. Or what is it? Metal Militia? That's my jam. Like, I want a quarter spot. <laughs> yeah. I, hope, I hope someone is listening to this from Metal Militia. Like, no, I'm going to quarter, no. I'm going to. Right now, I'm going to quarter squat 900 pounds, and I'm going to set whatever dumb record y'all have. If you're in the metal, Marisha, and you want to fight me, come find me at Panther City Strength. We'll quarter squat it off. Um, I'm going to light the gym like a metal militia meet, too. So you'll fit right in. And I will wear a hat the entire time, because I think that's the most ridiculous rule that they have. Um so, uh, yeah. yeah, anyways, um, yes, yes, uh, to both questions. Um, we are slated. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. I don't have the final confirmation from a, from a strongman side uh, to have the first ever USS. It's just a USS show, not, not an overall, but USS pro women's show only. It's only a women's meet um, oh, or... Nice the huh. uh, pro women's debut class for the USS. I'm really hoping to see that happen. It's supposed to be in March. We promised the facility for that. Um, from a powerlifting perspective, I'm sure that we will. I think we want to take the uh, like the USPA drug tested side of things um, is our mm -hmm. is our initial goal. Uh, but like we want to be, you know, with with a with a community vibe comes that responsibility of being able to use your facility to put your money where your mouth is. And like, we want to put people on platforms. And so use our facility for that stuff. It's small. It's not perfect for like a huge meet, but we will, we will not only be hosting stuff at the, uh, at the facility itself, we will do stuff offsite as well too, when the time's right. Mm -hmm. One of, so, one of the best meets, and I don't know if you guys are, well, you know this, Abe, we, we put together the uh, the women's meet, the women's only meet at a brewery, and that was such yeah. a cool freaking show. Um, the Southern Barbell Classic uh, at ASP, like so we want yeah, we want to get back to right, yeah, we want to get back to stuff like that where it's prime time, like it's not just the the meet at a 
uh, you know, bodybuilding show where you're like in the corner and you're like the freak show and, and people look at you kind of weird. Like we want to put strength sports <laughs> like front and center. This is the only thing that's happening today. People show up and it's like a, it's a, it's a whole vibe, if you will, as the kids say. As the, as the kids would say. Absolutely. Yes. I'm 36. Yep. I'm about to be 36 now. So I'm, I don't oh, know. Oh, damn. We talking, say. are we saying ages? Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to drink my, I'm going to drink my, uh, my uh, infamil and go to bed after this. <laughs> well, hey, nothing wrong with that. We would, uh, we, I mean, I, it, you mentioned the bar, the Southern Barbell Classic. I think that was a fun, um, fun meet to, to announce. And I think if you need a live stream uh, hosts or people yeah. to, to announce, let us know. We are, yeah, we are it, more than down for that. Anybody listening to this, this guy, Abe, is the best uh, MC for no. any event ever. Dude, uh, I know you guys don't follow the USAPL, but uh, Josh and I did the live stream a couple weeks back at the uh, state championships down here at another gym. Uh, we won't even name it because right now Panther City Strength is the only one that can matters. But we were doing the, we were doing the the live stream, and and Josh and I we were just riffing the whole time. It was it was awesome. Anas could make it at that time, but we hope to in the future uh, kind of collaborate more with you know local local meets and 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 offer that as a service because yeah i mean i love doing it and being able to see josh kind of come come into his own too is dope yeah i think i think a good good announcing is uh one of the things that powerlifting could really benefit from because i mean would also like to do it in a strong man oh man Uh, (laughs) in terms of just being a strong man outsiders Yeah, if you're gonna do strongman, you gotta bring like 1980s, early 90s wrestling vibes. Oh, oh yeah, like, oh, like WWF. Yes, like that. Yes. And if you can incorporate that into powerlifting somehow, like yes. that would make it significantly more successful. I gotta hook y'all up with One Crew Productions. They uh, they do like um, they they do all the uh, audio and visual video for like wrestling competitions here in Texas, yes. like the the ones that you were thinking about like old WWF style, but yeah, um, like amateur and semi-pro here. And when they were doing the live stream setup for that USAPL meet, it was like professional. It was so sick. And that's all I could think about was like, you know, oh, like interviews backstage with like Macho Man, Randy Savage. And, yeah. just like, and I was saying like, you know, all these niche strength sports need more uh, villains. You know, like everybody loved to hate The Rock, you know, they like the, anti, yeah. the anti-villain, you yeah. know what I mean? Like somebody yeah. who you hate, but you right. can also kind of relate to in some way. Like that's what we need. Right. I want to see spectators throwing popcorn at the uh, at the athletes they don't like. While you're trying yeah, to squat, I, mean, I think popcorn I'm long already got that ball rolling with uh, talking shit on metal militia. So. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. If you're if you want me to be the villain in metal militia, like done. On like it. I'll find up right now. <laughs> Tell me what the qual. I'll get the outfit. Like I'll come up with a name. This is funny. Like, could you imagine on. that? Like that's what I think is missing because I feel like with uh, I mean, not just powerlifting, but because you know strongman, all these niche you know strength sports, even CrossFit, even bodybuilding in some capacity, um, like the like strength sports in general are growing, but the community bases they're even they have to have them segmented even more, and then even within powerlifting have like the segmented between federations. It just seems like there's such a a broken down level to where like if there was some way to like bring more homogenous types of uh competitions i don't know what that looks like and i'm not going to claim i do but like i just feel like there's so much opportunity that's being left on the on the table because people with their 
uh, you know, they're what do you call that? Like a mindset that's just driven to their their elitism, something maybe like that. Maybe it's elitism. Oh, I know no, USAPL no. is like full of elitism. I know you'll probably don't believe oh, this, yeah. but people in the USAPL kind of think they're better than other people in different federations. Yeah, bel- yeah. I mean, believe it or not, that. we're very aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, yeah, yeah that, that, that was a side. Y'all, was a side. y'all, y'all don't like the the deadlift bar. We get it, like, and, and many other aspects of of Ooh. powerlifting and other parts of of the speaking, world. We get it. You don't like of, drug tests. <laughs> oh, yeah. so specific of, way. deadlift bar. The the USPA recently didn't they just um, there was some big news with Kabuki and US, yeah. USPA to where like now Kabuki is the sole or maybe the most I don't know if they I don't know what the the, the technical terminology the, is but basically like Kabuki is going to be supplying it right yeah, yeah I think they're supplying all the uh, all the uh, barbells and everything so uh, it, and it's been more I or less like dope. that now for about a year now at least with USPA Texas doesn't that make more sense like in terms of uh, to me, you know, you think about like a United States affiliate powerlifting association, whether it be USPA or USAPL or Powerlifting America, whatever the case is, uh, like in terms of being able to support an American company or like an American made manufactured product seems like it makes more sense to me as opposed to, you know, for local meets or even national level meets supplying like a foreign product not that there's anything wrong with that but like instead i I think greg you said it like shouldn't we try to be putting some of that money back into our economy in some capacity and and supporting a lot of these like great manufacturers we have here in the states well i mean i would argue that buddy caps you know the, the texas deadlift bar texas power bar all the ones that say texas on them i mean that's still a pretty small manufacturer um mm-hmm. at the end of the day but i mean the the I think that when you compare it, like the Kabuki stuff, yeah, it's expensive, but I mean, you're never going to break it. it. It's wonderfully made. It is the best of the best. It's just like the ghost rack uh, of barbells, essentially. Like, yes, it's expensive. However, um, and then you can list all the XYZ reasons that it makes it important. And I think, you know, what, what becomes more important in this conversation is like, you don't have to have this stuff to still be really good at powerlifting. Yeah. Or strongman, and strongman is a much, much more uh, difficult argument to make. Um, How's that? Well, so with strongman, you know, a log is not just a log. A log is a specific log. You know, if I have a, a rogue log and its handle spacing is twenty four inches, and then I go to a competition and the log is twenty six inches spacing, there are some people. Um, I'm not going to name names. Uh, there are some competitors that will literally cry about. And oh, like wow. tough shit, like just deal with it, you know, I like just that. be strong. Yeah. You know, like deal with all, as you become a more seasoned athlete, uh, you'll learn to deal with the effect. Like uh, there's the beast metals log, which I don't believe is made anymore. Was a great freaking log because it was so big and it had such great handle spacing. But I also own the rogue log, which is super narrow um, <clears throat> and handle spacing, but it just makes me a better presser because it's harder to press in my opinion. And I've, and honestly, like, not to brag, but I've set records on both. So just figure it out. Okay. Okay. I'll brag. You can brag, man. I set set records on both blogs, whatever. (laughs) Um, So just Texas records, you know, I don't want to brag. Two of them. Uh, You know, I got some others. But, but, you know, like with, with this equipment, like when we talk about it, I don't think everybody needs to run and go buy 
you know, a Kabuki squat bar, or a Kabuki deadlift bar. Like, I think you should, because Chris Duffin's fucking cool, and they make good stuff, but, like, you don't need it to get good. I mean, I, I can probably oh, attest to the fact that me and Wong got, you know, we were getting strong on just uh, regular barbells for a very long time, iron plates, no, you know, no calibrated plates, but we've seen people that just, well, where's the calibrated plates? And, you know, they're, they're still beginners. What does it matter? I mean, at, at the end of the day. I feel like that didn't happen a few years ago. I feel like that's like a recent thing. What do you think? Well, straight up, I'll tell you, like right now, like you have to have you have to have calibrated plates to call yourself powerlifting, Jim. If you don't, you don't call yourself powerlifting, Jim, because you're not going to attract powerlifters. It's pure and simple. Like it's that easy. True, yeah. And I know I'm talking to a bunch of powerlifters right now, and I love you. <laughs> I love you, but like you don't have to train with the calibrated plates every day. I really like the calibrated plates. I'm not going to lie. I've never, I haven't trained with them that much, but like when I deadlift with them, like I'm like, this is cool as shit, or especially squatting with them because they, they're just so packed in and everything. But uh, I still squatted 545 pounds for five reps on just plain old fucking basic ass plates, you know? So I still can get real strong with just basic ass shit. I won't even touch calibrated <laughs> plates until, you know, getting closer to the meat and stuff like that. Just cause I don't know, there's a part of me that just uh, wants to be, just deal with the, you know, I don't know things that are really inconsistent, like regular iron Olympic plates, mm-hmm. you know, cause you know, 45 yeah. pounds isn't always 45 pounds. Sometimes it's 43 and a half or <laughs> and some of them are all really out of shape and everything. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know, there's something, you know, I pull on a stiff bar, you know, uh, you know, far out from a meet, you know, that's probably weird for a lot of power lifters cause they'll only pull, they'll only pull on a deadlift bar all year round. And I, I don't know, I think I, I feel like I get some benefit. Uh, you know, pulling on a regular stiff bar, you know, farther out from a meet and then pulling on a deadlift bar the closer to the meet. So. Yeah. No, you're definitely hurting our feelings, but it's okay. I think we, um, well, we, <laughs> I, 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 I'm in a similar uh, camp, Robert, to what you just said. Like sometimes I like, especially now, now that I have a home gym and I'm not going to buy calibrated plates as like, you know, the, the first thing I do, you know, obviously buying pound plates was, was more economical and I could buy more for the time, but like it, it seemed like when we first, when I first started lifting, and I think Josh and Anas and I kind of started around a similar time, like maybe back in like 2014, 2015-ish time. Well, maybe a little before that. But you know, I felt like back in that time, I didn't even really know what like calibrated equipment like was. Like my first meet was a Metroflex Strength Association meet that doesn't even exist anymore. You know, and I, I, my, I, I competed in shorts and a t-shirt, like. And that's not that's not like a compare that's not a a reference to like equipped lifting that's just that was just a t-shirt and shorts like it was just and chucks and so knowing that it seemed to me the real big push in the local area for calibrated equipment came at around maybe like 2016 2017 guys maybe you all know when metro got calibrated plates but that's really when i started seeing people in the immediate area start thinking like that's what they needed consistently like that's maybe that's just my age group no i mean i can tell you like if you take a poll which which one of the things that we did when we started panther city strength is is we we went to the community on instagram uh, primarily because it's just the the best conduit to talk to people and we said we asked a bunch of questions um we did a bunch of surveys to stories and we asked like what's important to you 
Um, and, you know, we were looking for, for feedback and calibrated plates by far out exceeded almost any other piece of equipment. And I, I get it. Um, I understand why, because you want to train with what you're going to use in competition. Like mm -hmm. I feel the same way, but I think it's important to stress that because you don't have a thousand kilograms of calibrated plates and you, you got 500 pounds of, of, of old ass iron plates, you can still prep for a meet. Like it's totally okay to prep for that meet. So like, you know, getting back to the Kabuki stuff like that bar, I've used their stuff. Like it feels wonderful, but like, I just don't think you have to run out and buy it. And I almost wonder if that is more or less what's happening. Like they're trying to standardize so much that they want because they are financially incentivized by uh, people buying the, that equipment. It's super expensive. So I'm just being the contrarian in the room saying like, you can still do this and not have that. Like, like who all owns a ghost rack exactly? Like that's what you're probably gonna use in a competition. But like, and, and we will love to have, we will have a ghost rack one day at Panther City Strength just because it's cool as shit. But like, you can still do just as much on a Texas strength system rack uh, that you can on your ghost rack. Like you just can do it in a little bit better style, I guess. So, you know, just get the stuff that makes you strong and, and train appropriately and you'll get better, believe it or not. Yeah. So that, that's as far as power thing. I was, I was interested about strongman because like we're, yeah. we're talking about how the calibrated plates like attract more powerlifters. What equipment did you get for strongman that, that would attract more, more strongman competitors? Well, so, so strongman, I, in my estimation, if I had to describe it to you, I think strongman is the drunk uncle cousin of powerlifting. <laughs> um, it's like that, it's like that guy that you invite to Thanksgiving, but you don't really want to because you know, he's going to ruin it. Yeah, um, we call that, like that uh, equipped lifting. <laughs> equip, yeah. It's very similar to that. Like equipped lifting is like your like really old racist uncle. <laughs> um yeah powerlifting or excuse me strongman is is less uh less uh you know uh aryan nation more just like forest people um that pick things up and put them over their heads because they can and somebody said they couldn't um so that's that's more or less yeah but so so like that's happening to what we're talking about with like uh, the kabuki bar and, and all this other equipment it's happened to strongman too some of it's okay, but like when I started with Strongman, like it was like it's a log press, and they'd be like, you know, well, what log are we using? They're like, I don't know, whatever log we have, and we show up. Now mm -hmm. you have to be like, when you describe a show, you're like, well, we're using the Rogue 12 inch log with the handles uh, at this length, and it's going to be painted purple. You know, now we have to be super descriptive about the equipment um, when we list it out uh, for for a show or people will ask a million questions mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. sometimes that's okay because with strongman and the events being so wildly different um you you kind of almost have to know and what what's really been helpful is people are now like promoters are now posting videos of what they're going to use and how they're going to do it but like what equipment are we going to put in to so we can help standardize uh you know for for anybody at panther city is like you know like everybody has a bunch of stones, right? Like it's not my goal to make a million different concrete stones. I want to just get the weights that are going to make the most sense for us. Um, and, and honestly, like one day I want to have rogue make rubber Atlas stones 
um, because Ooh. I can teach a general person how to lift that up. If you've ever picked up an Atlas stone, like it's going to tear up your skin pretty bad and it can hurt mm -hmm. a little bit. But like, if I want to introduce somebody to that, using one of those rogue rubber Atlas stones is super helpful. It's the same thing with a stone of steel. Like people get pissed off about Mike Bartos made the, the stone of steel. He makes all sorts of cool stuff. Also support that local business as well too, even though he's in Ohio and Ohio sucks, but that doesn't matter. Uh, he's still in the US. Um, he's a cool guy. I, he's, he's wonderful. Um, he makes great stuff too, but he made the stone of steel and uh, people talk a bunch of shit about it, but like you can load that thing to like 500 pounds or something, you know, and you got to take it apart and put weight in it and everything like that's a super cool training implement plan yeah. on having one. I think we have a female one already. We're just looking, we're going to get a, a the, I hate to say female, a 10 inch one. Um, yeah, we're going to get the 12 inch one uh, or whatever, so 20 inch one uh, for the guys or heavier weights, if you will. Um, <clears throat> we don't gender stuff anymore. Uh, so, uh, you know, we will, we will have these stuff with, with strongman though, specifically, like there is so many different things. It's really hard to standardize a gym for strongman. Truth be told, like you got to have a log, you got to have axles, you got to have elevated deadlifts. Um, you got to have a yoke, you know, we have a rogue yoke. Um, you, you got to have that stuff, farmers handles, that sort of thing. But there's just so many other things. And especially because we just literally keep inventing things. And also strongman tends to have these uh, events that are very much um, like fads and then they go away forever. Like right now, the, sand, the sandbag throw is everybody's jam where you chuck a sandbag over a specific height. It's pretty fun. Uh, but like, I promise you in two years or, or probably even less, we're about to run that fad out and we're going to fund another fad mm. to get, to get obsessed with. And then we'll run that one out and so on and so forth. We are the cross for the strength board. <laughs> so for something like there isn't like qualifying meets, like do you have to, yes. there is, and yeah, um, so, like how do those work? Yeah. So there's two major federations in strongman in, in the United States right now. There's USS uh, and then there's strongman corp, a super big, awesome, amazing change just happened with uh, strongman corp. Cause I was, me personally, I was really starting to lean away from Strongman Corp because of some of their values and, and just, just insanity and that sort of thing. So Rob Kearney, uh, World's Strongest Gay, his, uh, uh, he is uh, World's Strongest Gay on Instagram. Um, he is now uh, the co-owner of Strongman Corp, which is super exciting because he is also a pro strongman. He is also a World's Strongest uh, Man competitor. Super awesome to have him running that organization. Uh, that is the like higher level federation for lack of a better term, not to knock USS, um, which is the other federation, but strongman court feeds into the Arnold. Uh, so you have to do a local show to make it to nationals. And then from nationals, you can qualify for the Arnold and uh, nationals is usually like, you know, five to 15 people per weight class that are going to the Arnold. The other, uh, the other federation is USS. Um, which is run by Willie Wessels. It's also a pretty great federation, um, just from the pure standpoint of they tend to more cater toward the everyman. Um, so a lot, uh, usually the weights are a little bit lighter. Their weight classes are a little bit easier to deal with, uh, but they still usually run awesome shows. Um, so it, it's not, luckily, like for us, it's not nearly a, the, the biggest debate like USAPL versus USPA, but it, mm -hmm. it's getting there with some of the stress between the two and, and, uh, USS still feeds a lot of 
important events, but they don't have the Arnold, which for strongman is the Olympics of strongman, essentially for, for the, uh, amateur side. I so hope for, that. so for you, like do you, you usually, you're still competing in strongman, right? Uh, I'm loosely like, it, you know, Panther city strength has been so much of a focus. Uh, I really haven't like major competed in since, since 2019, since pre COVID, um, I will, I'll hit the circuit again. Uh, once, uh, Panther city strength, uh, you know, really takes off. I really look up, I know you guys didn't talk about another gym, but like, I really look up to Derek Owens over, uh, in Garland at battle Axe. Oh, uh, you know, yes. Axe is, yeah. yeah, he's such a, he's such a cool fucking guy. He just absolutely destroyed it at, uh, OSG, the official strongman games, um, uh, which just happened like last weekend. He was like number seven in the world in his weight class. Uh, which is super fucking cool. But like, there's an owner of a gym who's like absolutely dominating in his sport. Like that's something to look up to. I don't know that I'll ever make it back to that. Um, but like, I still want to be competitive in the sport. I just, unfortunately with, with, uh, starting a gym, having a full-time job, I got married this year. Like, you know, I've been a little busy, so, uh, I'll get back to it. Um, I definitely haven't stopped training training is like such an integral part of my life anymore that like I'm a little crazy when I don't do it. So, you know, I'm not going to stop, but I've, I've definitely put it on the back burner so I can get Panther city strength to where I want it to be. What, what does your training look like right now? Uh, like, uh, <laughs> like Mark Ripito had a baby with a bodybuilder. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen that. Yeah, I mean, like, that's how that's exactly how yeah, I describe it. That's how I that's train. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's a lot of sides and it's a lot of hip drive. Um, no, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, you know, pretty basic stuff. Like, I'm just trying to stay in shape. Um, honestly, like, go open a gym and try to physically put it together yourself. And that's all the conditioning you need for the entire week. Um, like, drag, we bought 10,000 pounds worth of rubber flooring. Yeah, stall mats because stall mats were still easily. uh, I got a great stall mat guy if you ever need one. Um, Stall mats were easily not only the cheapest way to floor our our gym, but uh, the the most uh, durable. Durable, yeah. Like you can't destroy a stall mat. Uh, We looked at rolled flooring. We looked at a couple other options, but it just made sense to go with stall mats and cut them up and you know get them in position right. It also looks pretty good. Um, it does. Like, it does. You know, putting that together, like that's pretty much eliminated my cardio. I still try to get my walk in um, where I can. I, you know, but it's just it's just hitting the weight. It's just basic yeah. stuff. You know, a little bit of strength, a little bit of hypertrophy. Just trying not to to pudge out. Trying to eat right right now. Honestly, that's my biggest struggle with the gym. So we're not here to talk about my problems though. <laughs> yeah well we could talk about anybody's problems i think main thing i want to ensure that the listener right now is getting is that panther city strength is opening up in january 2021 and it's meant to promote 22 what did i say 21 i said 2022 <laughs> what did y'all 20... hear no you said 21 buddy mm, nope i can i'm editing all this out actually and i'm just gonna <laughs> oh, say <all> right. <laughs> no okay. It's opening January 2022, of course. Can't go in the past. But, you know, it meant to create that sense of community, meant to introduce people who aren't necessarily 
uh, currently in the sport of powerlifting strongman and get them into it while also catering to people who are experienced lifters. And and I want the listener to, to get that. If if you can try, if you, in, in whatever words you want to use, both of you, if you could try to make sure that the listener of this podcast is getting one integral piece of information that would make them want to go to Panther City Strength if they haven't yet gotten it, uh, what would be that one convincing piece of information that you could share with the listener? Why you should go they go to Panther City Strength? Uh, I, I think the main thing and the, one of the things that Wong and I kind of wanted to drive is that, you know, it, it is Drab. easy to <laughs> it is easy to look at us online, see our training and see that sometimes we may look intense and everything, but it's letting people know that we are human beings. We're easy to talk to. We're nice guys. You know, um, you know, we're at one point, you know, we're no different than anybody else. I, I don't consider myself any different than, the, you know, the, you know, somebody walking in through that door for the first time. They're, they're human beings. I was, you know, I was in that same spot at one time. And, you know, in that, at that time, I really delayed putting off my, you know, putting off things because I thought that I needed to be at a certain level in order to walk into the same gym as a lot of those people, you know. But I've learned that, you know, it, it's we're all a community, no matter what your love, you know, strength level is. We uh, Wong has used the term, um, you know, he wants to cater to the uh, small fish in a big pond and, you know, and really, really welcome those people in because it make them feel important, just as important as anybody else that walks into a gym. So, like. Let me let me take this question a little bit of a different direction. I promise that this is this is going somewhere. But like if I could break one stigma in the world, it would be that training. I like the word training. Everybody else will say working out outside of, you know, the strength training community. But like if we could take working out and remove it from weight loss and apply it to like just being a good fucking human like a condition of your survival as a human being should be strength and cardiovascular training and like it doesn't have to be tied to weight loss and i hate 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 that it's associated with that like just take that out of there just consider your general health both mental and physical health uh and that mental aspect is such an important piece uh, of what we're after too. And that's why I don't want to be a hardcore quote unquote gym. Um, I want it to be welcoming to everyone because I think that training does benefit everyone's mental health. It's not therapy at all. Definitely not at all, but it is an aspect of mental health that can be very beneficial or it can be beneficial to mental mm -hmm. health actually, is what I mean. But like, I just want to create a facility that and an environment that training is accessible um, that's why we're 24 hours a day, because um, that's really fucking expensive and hard to do. Oh, it is a 24-hour job? Oh, yes, absolutely. 24 hours was a goal up front. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure we, we were like eight beers deep when we said 24 hours, because that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> and like, you know, like, like, listen, like, you know, you can come in there at 3 a.m. I don't, I hope you don't have to, but if you need to, you can, because I want it to be accessible but I, I want it to be a community where people feel accepted no matter what they look like. Just like Livingston said, everyone has walked through a door as a beginner at one point or another. 
And like you are welcome at Panther City Strength if you are interested in training, whether whatever kind of training it is. Like I work with rodeo guys right now, which is super fucking cool and fun to do, by the way. I work with the, the world, the fourth best cattle wrestler guy in the that's world tough. right that's now. Tough. I'm his, yeah, I'm his strength and conditioning coach and that's cool as shit. And I want to continue to work with people like that, but I also want like the the house mom you know mom of three works a nine to five needs a fucking place to come out and learn to use a barbell doesn't ever plan to step on a platform but she comes into this gym i'm going to tell her she should step on a platform because she's a fucking badass because she decided to come in and do something different today and uh like that's the person that i want to work with i want to work with someone that like injured their acl in high school and has something to prove to themselves like that's what this fucking facility is about so take out the weight loss plug in the fact that you're a fucking human and you can do all sorts of cool shit with your body and come to panther city and try it because that's what we're here for i want to work with the experienced athlete too don't get me wrong like i need you guys to come in and pay me my money and use my equipment so I can keep my doors open <laughs> and pay my really expensive air conditioning bill. Um, so you're comfortable and I'm comfortable uh, and we don't have to train out in 150 degree heat. But like those are the people that I'm after is, is, is the people that have thought about this. They've seen it on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, but they think that working out is for weight loss and it fucking isn't. It's, it's a condition of your existence as a human. So come into Panther City Strength and try it. Let you me put a barbell in your hand. You both said something super important in my opinion. You know, Robert, you talking about the accessibility, you know, looking one way and not necessarily being, uh, not, that not being the full story, you know, feeling comfortable going to the gym, walking up to either one of you and any of the other uh, staff and, and, and encouraging people to do so to, for them to answer, to ask questions and get that, get that initial interaction out of the way. And then obviously Greg, you know, mental health, huge, huge factor as to why a lot of people start lifting, but it goes further than that. But I think attracting, having that conversation with people is going to make it, uh, to where obviously people who are competitive and, and just, you know, pro athletes, they have multiple memberships at gym. So they're going to, they're going to go because you have the equipment, but the patrons mm -hmm. that truly get the most out of it being the ones that otherwise wouldn't go to that, you know, quote unquote area of the gym. If not, I mean, I think the, the fact that the gym is a little bit smaller is probably going to work in your favor because it makes it to where people yeah. have to talk to each other. Yes. Yeah. No, we, we don't want 20,000 square feet. We want, a small gym we we don't want 300 members we want like 85 or 100 um because i can work with those numbers i can know everyone's name um i can know your family and know what you're going through and you hopefully will feel comfortable talking to me um in a day-to-day -day, even if it's just like hey what's up man you're an idiot like why are you doing that like you can like giving each other shit. like that's what i want out of this facility you know, I want to, I started working with, uh, uh, with, a, she's a grad student. She's got like three kids, uh, super hard worker. Um, uh, she's like, I think I'm really strong and I want to do powerlifting. And I'm like, let's fucking do it. You know? And like, she's <laughs> repping 185 on a bench, which is fucking awesome for a woman that just started powerlifting like six, six months ago. You know, like those are the people that I want to be working with. Like I love, I love athletes like that are really good at stuff, but like those are the people that we want to bring into this facility. 
And like, I, I just can't like that, the mental health of it is not only from a community perspective, but being able to identify with people, like the iron unifies us all because like 200 pounds, is 200 fucking pounds. And like outside the gym, there's all sorts of crazy shit going on with the world and, and politics and, and everything else with COVID and all that other shit. But like inside the gym, it's 200 pounds on a bar. And like you can do it or you can't. And like, yeah. if you want to do it, keep working at it because you're going to do it. And go to Panther City Strength. Go to Panther City Strength. Go to, like, if you're not in Fort Worth, like, obviously you're in Fort Worth, come to Panther City Strength because we're the best. Um, but like, it's if great. you're not, go find your local barbell gym, your local strength gym, and like, get your ass in there and work on it. Another thing with Panther City Strength, real quick, we will have a general newbie strength class. We're working on a name for it, um, but it's super important to me. I want to get people in there that are maybe like a little intimidated by it. And like, this is for you. Like, we're going to offer a free one on Saturdays. It won't be every Saturday. It'll be most of the Saturdays of the month. You can come in. We're going to teach you three basic movements. Um, you know, we'll teach you to squat, press, and, and pull. Um, and it, it may not be on a barbell right away, but you know, we're going to start you off real basic, teach you some basic movements and hope you love it and you love it enough that you'll come back. But we have a continuing class that we're still considering how the structure is going to work. It's going to be self-paced though, but still with a coach in a small group. And I think that's kind of unique. I don't know of anybody else that's doing it. Um, but I really believe in this model. So like, you know, the, the average professional may not be able to make every Wednesday, um, you know, but they can, because it's a 24 hour facility, they can come in at Thursday at eight o'clock and do their programming. But if they need to work with a coach, they have a scheduled time. So we're still working the details on that, but I'm really excited about that. Those are going to be the next competitors. They're going to be competing with y'all on a platform in like eight, 10, 12 months. Nice. Maybe you can have like a coaching class for coaches too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I totally hope so. So I, I actually have a brand new coach um, that's been, uh, she worked with us at Panther City Strength. She, she would clean the gym. She took care of us. Um, she, she's a wonderful, wonderful person. And Benny, um, her, her English is, is pretty good. Like she's, she, English is her second language. She still learns, she speaks Spanish like a badass. So of course, uh, she taught me more Spanish than I probably taught her English. Um, but like she is, she wants to be in this space. And so she's taken her personal training class and she's doing it all in English, even though it's not her first language which is super fucking cool. Right. And like, I'm really excited to have her start shadowing us. And she is going to be a coach for us one day. Like we're going to get her in there on day one uh, just because I love her. And like, I want her to be in that facility. I want her to have that experience because um, she's a hard worker. And also she's like like four years old. She's ripped as shit. She's strong. Like she's competed in strongman several times. Um, I think she won her last meet at, at the, the women's meet at Battle Axe. So like, you know, love her to death. So I'm excited to have coaches and, and people of all different walks of life in that gym, whether they're beginners or, or not. And uh, with different disciplines too. Livingston and I, there's one, uh, Robert, I'm sorry. We, there's one really specific thing we were after when we were looking for coaches is uh, we wanted to be the dumbest one. Like <laughs> we wanted to find people that, that were like smarter than us that could teach us shit and like be like, you come into the gym and you work for us. Um, and you teach us and you teach our clients. So like we, we are learning from you and, and you're, we're getting the best of it. So I, I'm, I've, I got a PT that I'm hoping to bring on staff. I got an Olympic weight coach, weightlifting coach that you saw certified that I want to bring on that, that we already have one actually, I'm sorry, that's, that's already on staff. So 
we're excited about this and thing. Who else, you know, and I, I want to make sure that we can shout out as many people as you remember, because I'm sure there's a lot of them. Who else has kind of helped you along this journey? I know your wives have gotten into it. Okay. Uh, anybody specifically you want to shout out as far as like helping getting the gym set up and putting all the equipment in and getting it all, getting it all where it needs oh, to be. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're, we're riffing off of the community that we brought from Panther city or excuse me, from Arlington strength. But like, first off, like our wives are partners in this, they're equals in this. Um, they bring a unique perspective. Um, I don't want to speak too much for, for Robert's wife, but she's not in this space that much. Like she's not a coach. She's not somebody that trains terribly much. So she's bringing that like newbie perspective of like things that we wouldn't think about otherwise because we're dumb meatheads um, yeah, and we do yeah. this all the time. Right. And like, so she can like kind of humble us with stuff. Um, my wife, Tina is uh, a graphic designer. Uh, she's a photographer. Uh, she's also a cosmetic nurse. She is the graphics person behind everything. She's the one taking the beautiful pictures and editing them. Um, she's also in the same boat. She, she's done one strongman show. Uh, back in 2019, we competed together, and uh, so still kind of some newbie vibes there, um, but brings brings a unique perspective uh, uh, to the environment. And both of our wives are are we're we're two bald, beautiful white guys, right? But like both of our wives are are not. They're they're Asian uh, in descent. They bring a completely different perspective to it, being the beginners, um, and and they're people of color, which is wonderful because we get this perspective that neither of uh, neither Robert and I necessarily considered all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so other people that have come out to help us is like uh, uh, Manny, uh, Gabby, uh, Bully, uh, people from ASC have been, Fong has been, so, Fong brings us, I hope he listens to it. He likes Jordan. He likes to go by Jordan, by the way. Super cool guy. He was at the gym with me earlier. He brings us food every time he shows up, um, which is like the way to our heart. Um, he will show up with Swiss Pastry Shop, which is an awesome bakery in Fort Worth. Um, he brings us muffins. He brought us chips earlier today. So, like, he's making sure that we eat because we, we will just work ourselves to death. Um, but there's just a, there's a lot of people. Uh, Christina Villanueva has done all of our logos. Um, she's an awesome graphics designer. Uh, she's been in there painting as well, too. Uh, Peyton, uh, I don't know how to say your last name, Peyton. I'm sorry. Uh, she's the one doing the painting. Uh, my, my tattoo artist is actually going to paint one of the walls as well too. Daniel Gervis. Um, uh, he's looming moon on Instagram. If you're Instagram he, or interested, he's going to do a cool design for us as well too. So like it, it is like, it's, it's our gym. It's the four of us, uh, our, our gym together, but like we are, we are relying on the community to help us put it together um for certain so like there's there's just so many people and i'm sure there's people i haven't named um right now uh, let me see think of anybody else uh alicia and chase have you know helped us with yeah a lot yeah and and uh one of our uh one of our good friends we met with this morning her name is kate uh she's helping us put like some agreements together for coaching um so i mean there's just so many different people involved here you know, again, like we want to be the dumbest guys in the room. We want to find the people that are experts um, and that want to put the work in with us and uh, participate along. Because like at the end of the day, like if we were cocky motherfuckers and thought we could do it ourselves, like we would probably fail in a few years. But we want this thing to be around as long as possible. And we're not going to be able to be around as long as possible unless we have the participation of the community. Full stop. 
there's a there's another gym I want to mention real quick, and that's Lift ATX out in Austin. Like that guy runs a motherfucking gym like nobody's business. And I hope he's listening because I really super respect you. Um, he just like his branding, his community, the artwork, everything that he's done to that space in East Austin, which is an underserved part of Austin. He's just fucking killing it. So, um, love you, dude. Like you're really, you're really doing a, a great service for your community down there. And I hope that we can be like, you know, partner gyms and future stuff. Where can people find you on social and where can people find the gym come January? Uh, so the gym is on Camp Bowie Boulevard in Fort Worth, South, South Camp Bowie Boulevard, about a, about a mile south, uh, 6550 uh, Camp Bowie Boulevard. So we are in the heart of West Fort Worth. Um, really excited about that location. It's 3,000 square feet, air conditioned. Um, it's in a shopping center. We we chose that spot because there's a ton of good food around it. Because again, not interested in weight loss necessarily. There's a Mexican restaurant next door. So you can literally pull a deadlift PR, run over there and slam a margarita within like three minutes. Um, Isn't there a CC's in that shopping plaza too? There's a CC's there. Yeah. There's a, if oh, you want to get diarrhea, go get a CC's. Oh, yes. Uh, Who doesn't? I love it. Oh, yeah. you obviously, yeah, yeah. Powerlifters love diarrhea. We love Yeah. It. I mean, that's why we there's, needed a there's nice a, there's a restaurant called Little Germany down the street. It's all German food, believe it or not. Um, there's just so much good food right there uh, in that area. There's a brewery like right across the street. I, I mean, just so much good stuff. Like we wanted, we didn't want to open an industrial park like a lot of gyms end up. Like we wanted to put it somewhere where it was like, so the foot traffic, there's like 50,000 cars that pass by there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, we plan on being area. the idiots. Yeah. We plan on being the idiots that are doing like stupid strongman stuff in the parking lot just to get people to come in. Nice. Um, so uh, you can find us there. That's our physical location. Um, Instagram is Panther city strength, panthercitystrength.com on the website. Uh, we have merch up. Um, it's worth mentioning we're selling a founding membership, which gets you a, a super awesome discount into our 24-7 facility. Uh, I think it's $229. Um, you can look for some Black Friday specials that we will probably never, ever, ever do again. Um, but we're going to do them this year just to get some some upfront cash to keep our lights on. Uh, so yeah, definitely watch our, uh, our social media because we're going to blow it up with some, some pretty awesome deals coming soon. Oh, yeah. Love it. So come January 2022, not 2021. Go to Panther City Strength, check it out, uh, check out their Instagram. And while you're on Instagram, go ahead and check out our Instagram, at ChalkMyBack. Listen to us every Tuesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Greg, Robert, thank you both so much for being on here today, talking with us. We appreciate you having us. Do we talk too long? Do we talk too long? <laughs> <laughs> Is anybody still listening? They love it. They're eating they, it up, yeah, though. Yeah.